Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. The ancient UFO stories, how does they match up to what's happening today? Um, so the ancient UFO stories, um, so the, the, these gods of the ancient world, um, w- when you look at the birth of civilization, when the archaeologists came to Mesopotamia, where the oldest cities of the world were, they were shocked that no matter how far south they went, uh, civilization was very advanced. No matter how deep they dug, they found ancient cities and, and, and you know palaces that were larger than Buckingham Palace. So eventually, you know, they were bewildered because they couldn't see kind of the stepping stone of civilization. There was like uh, advanced mathematics, uh, trigonometry we just found out in uh, ancient Babylon, the kingdom of Hammurabi, uh, trigonometry. So they thought, where did this all come from? So when they looked into the libraries, because we found over a million tablets, not all of them have been read and deciphered, enough has. When they looked into the libraries of Mesopotamia, and they could kind of decipher it backwards from Hebrew to Akkadian, because Abraham was from Mesopotamia, and then the king of Nineveh, Ashurbanipal, had left a um, uh, translation stones to read the most ancient of the languages, Sumerian. And when they looked into the libraries, it said that the knowledge of civilization had been handed down by the gods, quote-unquote. And this was um, the knowledge of mathematics, architecture, laws, kingship, priesthood, all the kind of foundational knowledges that run civilization to this day. And people began to have their perspective of reality shaped and altered by the codes of religion, especially, which were at the heart of what the gods were handing down, whether it's the story of the Hindu gods, the Vedic text, or the story of modern-day Hinduism with Bhagavad Gita, whether it's the court of Hammurabi that's given by, by Shams, the sun god, who's known uh, as Apollo, 
or whether it's you know, the story of Islam, the crescent of the moon, who has found more um, temples to, to the moon god than to any of these ancient deities, or if Moses goes up on a mountain and receives a code and, you know, voila, the Hebrew civilization is born, or Jesus comes from heaven and speaks his words, and the Roman Empire is altered, all civilizations attribute their genesis to the gods. So the UFOs, uh, these beings, which I believe is the manifestation of the world of angels in, in, in our world, both good and, and fallen, continue to shape human thought and society by putting large veils of thought over the civilizations. So with the UFO phenomenon, starting in 1947-1948, as kind of a global phenomenon with Kenneth Arnold, uh, really the kind of sighting started it all, for me, um, I, I feel that it's interesting that it began um, on that year, um, because that was the year that Israel became a nation. And the prophecies of the Bible are very interesting. They've been kind of forgotten, um, seemed far-fetched, could these things really happen? But they all talk about wars and events in the Middle East centered around the city of Jerusalem, leading to the Second Coming. And suddenly when Israel becomes a nation in 1947-48 and then takes Jerusalem in 1967, suddenly all of these ancient prophecies, you can take them literally and they would actually make sense. And so many people, including myself, felt that this really is the, the birth pang years where one stage, one age of history is going to give birth to the next. And it's at this time that this phenomenon appears so I think they're trying once again to shape our worldview. And, and if you kind of see the UFO phenomenon, the modern phenomenon in isolation, well, then you can make up your own perspective. For instance, the story has been from the beginning that they've come here to save us. They've come here to save us from nuclear wars. They've come here to help us enter into the galactic community. And there's a movie made in, I think, 51, 52, The Day the Earth Stood Still. And so early on, we see a messaging seeding the human consciousness. It's not just that the UFOs have arrived. With them has come a message. And ironically, this message competes with the salvation story of the Bible where, you know, they're, they're going to be our saviors. They're going to be the ones giving us technology to help us with the environment. They're going to be the ones um, helping us get past our wars you know, they appear around nuclear silos, they, they, they assert their, 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 their technology and dominance and say, look, and so, so they, they're already putting ideas into the culture that are kind of being incorporated from the get-go into the UFO phenomenon and believed. And I can't, in my research, I can't believe how many people I've met who've essentially converted to the religion of UFOs. And they do believe that the saviors of the world have arrived. And I think this is the very thing that's going to take us into the last age of the War of Angels. Do you agree where, with that? Well, I, I, I agree that that's the deception, you see. Because the story of the Bible says that, that, that the good guys, they're on their way. And they're coming. And, and these guys are, are telling us, no, no, they're the good guys. So I think that this is the last stand of the fallen angels. They're the ones coming out from the entrails of the earth. I don't know, you know, people are familiar these days with the Babylon workings, um, where these experiments were done uh, by Alistair Crawley um, and others. 
um, uh, in California uh, and, and before 1947, um, where they were doing these occult, uh, you know, experiences. And, and, and NASA has installations built around where those occult experiences were done. That may have been what caused a portal to open and these guys to come in. But since they've come in, they're, they're competing with the story of the Bible as first. Who's the savior of the earth? So when I see the roots of the UFO phenomenon as far as the world is concerned, going to the gods and going to the forces that were behind the empires, and we are still in the age of empire. And I see the Bible says that God is going to allow them to have one final empire and one final pharaoh. And he's going to make fire come from the sky and have lying signs and wonders. So I think that the Antichrist, as we call him uh, in the common culture, he's going to make a, a UFO connection. And now with the rise of AI, and when you look at the Industrial Revolution, and you, and you say, where did all this come from? Why is it that we took such a huge leap forward in technology so quickly, starting in the 19th century? And, you know, Carl Schwab, which I consider to be kind of a strange character, He's saying, you know, we're in the fourth stage of the Industrial Revolution, which is, he says, a combination of the biology and, te and, and, and technology, like cyborg. And, and you're thinking, well, where is this knowledge coming from? Now, the days of Noah, if, if we are, in fact, repeating that, that age of history, because Jesus said that the end of the age would be like the days of Noah, if we're repeating that, that was a day, the age where the sons of God, before the flood, creating their Atlantis, not only created hybrids, like we see in the alien abduction phenomenon, but they also gave knowledge and chose kings to rule the human world. And there's been many Nephilim kings, like Gilgamesh and others, throughout the ages. And so once again, we could be kind of coming to a place where there is a final empire. These guys install their leader on the, on, on the world stage. They give them power and authority. And they give us the technology that we need to be able to have Armageddon, to be able to have the final war, you know, the war of angels, because the second coming is essentially a war of angels. And the Lord is called the Lord of the heaven's armies. I mean, that's, that's what it says in the Hebrew, Adonai's fellow. It means the God of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts in English. So he returns with an armada, and these guys are getting us ready to meet him, and they are saying, no, we are the saviors of the world. And isn't that what the Masons believe? That Satan essentially was the good guy and the God of the Jews was the bad guy? I mean, that's what they believe, right? We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels 
A Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Well, where does Satan fit into this? Where, where is it? Where is he in all of this? He's one of the UFOs. You know, if you want to look at it that way, if you he, he now where he is, how how you know he's behind the scenes. Uh, whether he's in the heavens, like somewhere outer outer space, whether he's in another dimension, whether he comes to the earth at the end of the story, for sure he's cornered here. That's what the Book of Revelation says, and that's I think when things really get intense when he gives his authority and power to the final world leader, and God allows it. And, and this guy's going to rule for seven years. And the last three and a half years of his rule, he's going to kind of become like a cult leader. He's going to ask that people connect to him and, and worship him. Perhaps this technology, like Elon Musk's creation of, of implants in the brain that connect you to AI. Neuralink. Perhaps, uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's Starlink is his web thing, but he's created Neuralink, which is his, you know, startup in, in California where he's created... And the FDA has just approved it, and he put it into the first human being. Uh, that you'll, He calls it telepathy. It's a technology he's created that allows you to, to people to, to connect to their technology through their thoughts. And he says through an app, you can control all of your technology through a thought. So if we all connect, you know, this is, some say this is the mark of the beast. You know, we all connect, uh, and I wouldn't take it, but we all connect to AI, and, and the Antichrist connects to AI because Satan's kingdom is a pseudo-kingdom. He, he imitates the things of God. So Satan plays the role of the Father, who gives the power to the Son, the Antichrist, and AI becomes the Holy Spirit, the connector between us and the perfect democracy, if you will, the cult, you know, the cult of the supreme leader. And so this is, I think, the end of the story. This is where we're headed. Um, another one of the ancient tales of the Bible that applies to our age is the story of the Exodus, where... These people are slaves of a pharaoh and of his gods, and then, you know, God comes and frees them through the strange ritual of the Passover lamb. And Jesus, of course, says, that story was about me. And so, once again, we may have the Savior coming from the outside, but it's a war of angels this time. And the UFO phenomenon allowed me to see the story for real. It was no longer just some ancient fairy tale or a myth. Now I could actually see that an, that a an armada could arrive to the earth, and these guys that I'm already seeing over my head, 
the War of Angels has started, and they're already kind of pumping into the culture a worldview that they're the saviors of the world, I could see now these things going ahead with each other if, in fact, Jesus shows up uh, at the helm of an armada of angels, because the Bible says God will come with his chariots. It's a prophecy in Isaiah 66, verse 15. God will come with his chariots, and the word actually means vehicle in Hebrew. Or in, in Mount Sinai, it says God is there with his, with his chariots or, or vehicles. Rechev, Merkevah. These are words that can mean, mean vehicle and carriage. So now I started to see that at this time of history, God was removing the veil and revealing the true nature of the angelic world and preparing us for this war of angels and getting ahead of the deception by telling us, you know, buyer be aware, the guys that are here are the bad guys. It's the guys that are coming of the good guys. But I can see a scenario where the reverse is pumped into the culture, where the guys that are here, the UFOs, say, no, no, we're the good guys. This is the guy that gave you religion. This is the guy that tried to dominate you. We want to give you knowledge. We want to free you. We want to emancipate you. So you can come at the foot of the mountain and worship the golden calf and do whatever you want to do. This is the guy. And so the nations and the kings of the earth rally against God and is against his anointed, like the prophecies of old have said. And I can suddenly see this happening in the clothing of the UFO phenomenon. I have a footage on my documentary that was from Columbia Shuttle. It had a camera on Columbia filming outer space randomly. And you can see there's this thing in the orbit. And another one arrives, and one of them shoots at the other. It looks like a laser beam, and the other one takes off and, and it misses it. But I start, start to think, why do UFOs crash? Could it be that there is a war in the heavens? And that's why they crash. So do you believe, there's, do you believe this great deception is on us now? Yes. Already, as I said, I, I, I meet people all the time in my research, and, you know, I, I see that are entire organizations that believe that the saviors of the world have arrived. Already, see, look at the UFO phenomenon, going back to, like, the late 40s and early 50s. Already, there was a messaging with it. Like the Day of the Earth, that's still that movie. Already, without any research, without any knowledge of what was going on, who are these people, already... There was a messaging system that the saviors of the world have arrived. They're going to help us through nuclear wars because, you know, we can't join the galactic community in our warlike way. So already from the beginning, there's been a messaging system pumped into the nations like the ancient codes of civilization. And the messaging system is that we are the good guys. And I think that the second message that I'm seeing recently is that, you know, by the way, there are also a bad aliens. There's a war happening out there. And so there are two sides, so they're starting to prep us. And I think that eventually they're going to put their own guy on the, uh, you know, on, the, on the Earth's throne, and they're going to say, look, we're going to support this guy, we're going to give him technology, we're going to, he's going to do miracles, it seems, like the Bible has said. And so the messaging system is already being pumped, and people are already being deceived, because tons of people believe that the saviors of the world have arrived, and the government, they're holding it back from us, they're telling us, oh, they're not really here, they're giving us mixed messages. We're actually, they're doing soft disclosure because they don't want to freak people out, they want you to keep paying your taxes, but, they're, but they are kind of starting to tell us, no, they're here, they're here. So, so we'll see how they're going to infiltrate into, into the consciousness and imagination of people, but the Bible is getting ahead of us and saying, no, these guys that are here, they've been here always, like the one I saw that went into the earth, 
you know, in 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 the land as ancient as Persia, you know, there is this prince of Persia in the Bible that that fights an angel that comes from heaven. It's a very famous story, you know, in the Daniel chapter ten. People can read it. These guys have been here. The ones that are here are the bad guys. Of course, the angels of God are here among us as well. But the ones who are dominating the nations, the ones that are that are really putting all these messages out, they're the bad guys. And so already people are being deceived. And and as things get worse, and and you know, who knows what's ahead of us? They're going to continue to to ramp up the idea that they're the saviors of the world. So when the Lord appears with His angels, they're going to turn things around, and they're going to make Him look like the bad guy, and themselves like the good, look like the good guy, and rally the nations against them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.